And in that regard, you know, I think it's important that we all acknowledge that um, it's all about values, the values that we hold and the values that the, um, the, the, the residents were, uh, that, that are moving into this development hold, um, or any development hold. Um, you know, planning and design isn't value-free. Sometimes it sort of comes across as a sort of a technocratic kind of activity, but actually it's laden with all kinds of values about how we want to sort of lead our lives. And we have to be sort of transparent and honest in our attentions in that regard. Um, um, and in terms of values, um, you know, the, one can juxtapose, for instance, um, uh, the uh, Margaret Hodges view here, the former Minister for Architecture, who um, talked of um, her own patch, she just walked around her own patch and made the statement that new communities can only work if people have their own gardens fenced off, which you know, patently isn't, isn't the case. Um, but it's a closed view, for both figuratively and literally. Um, and, and, and really, I guess what um, we'd like to encourage is a more open way of thinking. Um, the kind of thinking that was espoused by um, the late, great Jane Jacobs, who, um, ha, who was, you know, uh, who m many of you will be familiar with, is uh, a, a fantastically influential um, uh, uh, thinker in terms of urbanism, um, uh, who, who reacted to various um, insensitive things that were happening in her home city of Boston, um, several decades ago. Um, and she wrote that cities have the capability of providing some, something for everybody only because and only when they're created by everybody. Um, so, you know, working together unlocks our, the, our, our, the full potential. And Richard Sennett, <coughs> who, uh, you know, is a, another leading urban sociologist, reflected on the work of Jacobs and said, you know, per people learn from each other about their own creative powers. Uh, and there's a positive function of disorder in cities. Energy and lack of control go hand in hand. I mean, when we think of the fantastic places that we know and love that, that have um, built up over many, many years, actually it's sometimes it's sort of this slight chaos or messiness or quirkiness or the idiosyncrasies that actually make that place and make it work. And they can't all be controlled through reams and reams of, of planning guidance. Um, and, you know, one, one um, house builder here reflected at, at a recent um, exercise that we were involved in, who shall remain nameless, that, you know, everything we currently do is obsolete even before it's finished, he, he, he acknowledged. Um, um, and I think what what we need to sort of think about are a loose fit master plans and simple, clear design codes that really do, um, uh, that, that really do sort of bring about the changes and the outcomes that we want. It's about planning for possibilities and adaptability, thinking about how pl places change and evolve over, over time. I think we'll be hearing more about the creative use of local development orders um, in, the, in the planning process and um, making more use of the designations that already exist in the Sustainable Communities Act of 2007. And clearly with um, total place, total capital, total assets, 
it's about make, it's about channeling resources um, in, in a sort of a spatially focused way and actually you know collaborating and, and pooling our efforts as much as possible and uh, no doubt Rob will be talking more about that this afternoon